0: This episode of Markets Daily is sponsored by Kraken. It's Friday, September 29th, 2023, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. My name is Noel Acheson, Coindesk collaborator and author of the Crypto is Macro Now newsletter on Substack. On today's show, we're talking about inflation, crypto ETFs, and more. So you don't miss an episode, be sure to follow the podcast on your platform of choice. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a new source and does not provide investment advice. Bitcoin's price jumped again yesterday, accelerating the upward trend. Since the jump, it has been oscillating around $27,000. At 10 a.m. Eastern Time, it was at 26,895, up 1.2% over the past 24 hours. Ether has been doing even better, as the first Ether Futures ETF starts trading today. I'll have more on this in a moment. Earlier today, Ether was trading at $1,669, up twice as much as Bitcoin, at 2.4%. The boost to crypto market is most likely partly due to the accelerated launch of Ether-linked ETFs. These put a convenient wrapper around Ether exposure for retail and institutional investors. It also coincides with a drop in US yields, which suggests that macro considerations are still very relevant. Let's dive into these for a moment. The US 10-year Treasury yield reached a multi-year peak yesterday of almost 4.7%, its highest since 2007. We also saw the German bond benchmark yield reach its highest since 2011. The UK 10-year gilts hit levels last seen a year ago during the country's bond crisis, and even Japan's 20-year government bond yield rose to its highest level since 2014. In the latter half of the US trading day yesterday, however, sentiment seemed to turn. Bond prices started to recover, bringing yields down. This coincided with yesterday's jump in the Bitcoin and Ether prices I mentioned above. Yields in Europe today continued the trend, and then early this morning, we got good news on the inflation front. The US Personal Consumption Expenditures Index, known as the PCE, Came in slightly better than expected. This is significant as the PCE is the Federal Reserve's preferred inflation gauge, as it measures goods and services bought by all US households and nonprofits. The CPI, in contrast, only measures purchases by urban households. The core PCE index, which strips out energy and food, grew by 3.9% year on year in August. This is still above the Fed's target 2% but it is lower than July's 4.3% year-on-year growth. So far, this has been achieved without a strong spike in unemployment. The downward direction of core PCE growth suggests that the Fed might be able to avoid another rate hike this year. It's too soon to tell, obviously, and the tea leaves are going to get more complicated to read given the government shut down that, barring a last-minute save, starts tomorrow. Next Friday would have given us the latest official employment data, a key factor in the Fed's thinking and in investors trying to guess what the Fed is thinking. Instead, we're going to have to make do with a private sector proxy out on Wednesday. This is useful, but the two data points are not always correlated. Moving over to stock markets, on the back of this good news, US stocks seem to be determined to claw back some of their September losses before the month ends. Yesterday, the S&P 500 was up almost six tenths of a percent, and so far today is continuing its upward trend another six tenths. The Nasdaq, which in theory is even more sensitive to interest rate expectations, is up double that. The more industrial Dow Jones is up only two tenths of a percent. This is starting to look like a risk-on rally. However, today is the last trading day of the quarter for traditional markets, so there could be some repositioning as well as options expiry maneuvering going on. Europe also got some good news this morning on the inflation front. The Eurozone CPI came in better than expected, with a 4.3% year-on-year increase for September. This is its lowest level in two years, and is notably down from August's 5.2% increase. Stripping out energy and food, the core index grew by 4.5%, down from 5.3% in August. Good news there. This has been Boosting Equities. Earlier this morning, the German DAX was up over 1.1%. A similar story is playing out in Japan, where the Tokyo Core CPI index increased by 2.5% year-on-year in September, lower than expected, and lower than August's 2.8%. The sell-off in the country's bonds continued, however, and the government resorted to unscheduled bond buying overnight to support the market. The intervention was small. And could just make traders even more nervous. The Nikkei stock index was down slightly on the day. In commodities, the oil prices retreating from yesterday's highs in response to the respite in bond yields. The Brent crude benchmark is down over six-tenths of a percent, trading at $93.5 per barrel. Gold was also weaker today as markets adopted a more risk-on mood. Earlier it was trading at $1,860 per ounce, down a quarter of a percent. Over the past month, gold is down just over 4%. Stay tuned. After the break, we'll take a look at more moves on the ETF front. Meet the all-new Kraken Pro, the powerful, customizable, beautiful way to trade crypto. It's Kraken's most powerful trading platform ever, packed with trading features like advanced order management and analytics tools all in a redesigned, modular trading interface. So head to pro.kraken.com and trade like a pro. Not investment advice. Some crypto products and markets are unregulated. The unpredictable nature of the crypto assets market can lead to loss of funds and profits, maybe subject to capital gains tax. Welcome back. Now, on to crypto ETFs, which has obviously been the main topic of the week. On Wednesday, I was puzzling as to why the SEC had delayed the ARK21 shares Bitcoin spot ETF filing, but not those of the many other big name proposers. Well, yesterday, the SEC got the paperwork on those out too. The agency has now again delayed a decision on the Bitcoin spot ETF filings of BlackRock, Fidelity, Invesco, WisdomTree and many others until January of 2024. This does not mean that we won't get a decision before the end of the year, It just means that the SEC doesn't have to approve or disapprove by the middle of October, which could come when the SEC is on skeleton staff, unless the government shutdown is resolved before then. The SEC tends to take all the time it has available, however, so unless forced to do otherwise, it could choose to not say anything until next year. Meanwhile, it looks like Ether Futures ETFs are a go. There has been a flurry of activity between today and yesterday, with issuers updating their filings, and roughly nine appear poised to start trading on Monday. There could be further news out after we record this. It's unclear whether there will be enough of a market for this type of product to support so much competition, especially since margins tend to be thin on ETFs. As I mentioned at the top of the show sentiment seems to be improving, but given the macro and regulatory uncertainty around crypto assets and Ether specifically, it still feels tentative. Meanwhile, we're already seeing more proposals filed for Ether spot ETFs. Today, Invesco Galaxy joined VanEck, ARK21 shares, and hashtags. For now, approval on these is not on the immediate horizon. But if we get Bitcoin spot ETFs either later this year or early next, Then the outlook is likely to change. Moving on, unless you've really not been paying attention to the news recently, you're probably aware that the long-awaited trial of Sang-Bankman-Fried kicks off next week. It's not particularly relevant to markets, so I won't be talking about it much on this show. However, if you do want to follow along with the gripping saga, Coindesk reporters will be in the courtroom to bring you the latest details. Also, check out our podcast and daily newsletter for more drama. And a big congratulations to all the Coindesk journalists and editors that participated in winning the prestigious Loeb Journalism Award for their original and groundbreaking coverage of the FTS collapse. This is the third award that Coindesk has won so far this year, and big congratulations to all. On that note, that's it for today's show. You can reach us at podcasts at coindesk.com. Also, please send us questions you'd like us to address on the Spotify Q&A. Follow us. And if you like the show, please leave us a five-star rating on your platform of choice. Markets Daily is produced and edited by Michelle Musso, with executive production by Jared Schwartz. I'm Noah Atchison for Coindesk. We're back tomorrow with more market news and insights.